Hello and welcome to the Sacred Remembering Podcast, the place for modern women who are waking up to the truth of who they are, with me as your host, Sarah Poet. Now, if the word sacred is throwing you a little bit, that's okay. Have you had that moment as a modern woman where you went, wait, I left something of myself back there along the way? Well, if so, then you're already on a path of sacred remembering and you're actually in the right place. We know that modern women are rising, but we don't do it by fighting. We do it by remembering who we are and standing in that truth. And here in this space, we remember together through stories and tools and curiosity. And in doing so, we bring forward the place of women in our modern world. Now let's begin. Hello, beauties, and welcome back to another episode of the Sacred Remembering Podcast. If this is your first episode, welcome. You picked a good one. Um, Today's guest is Avatara Ananda. Avatara is a thought leader and a guide through our present moment planetary ascension. Avatara's work and sole purpose is to guide those who are on a genuine ascension path through the process of embodiment, which in turn pours light into the collective consciousness and assists in the repair in the architecture of the planetary energy grids. Initiated through various dark nights of the soul, she has seen and learned how to purge lower dimensional frequency and incorporate a higher light quotient. In this conversation, we discuss the lunar feminine, which you may or may not heard of, the return of the solar feminine Christ, the unification in the heart, Christ consciousness and Christic templates, and much more. You can find Avatara on Instagram at avatara underscore ananda, and please check her out. She posts very regularly with very heartfelt and educational material that you can follow. And at this point, she's offering support sessions and upcoming programs for beings who are on a similar ascension journey. Um, So please look her up and follow on Instagram. And I do want to say that this interview means a lot to me personally. This has been actually a pretty um, large part of my path in the recent years um, and parts of my discovery that I actually really haven't been talking much about yet. Because as you'll hear in this interview, this is definitely a can of worms and then some. We're talking about, you know, an intergalactic situation. Um, But on my path of consciously reclaiming the feminine and consciously reclaiming the masculine, you know, as I shared in the TEDx, like it it became clear to me that I couldn't be mad at men. Like that was not my version of feminism whatsoever. And that I was actually here for unification. Now, realizing that 
and <laughs> was not necessarily synonymous with like being happy about it, right? Because there was still a lot of like pain and trauma to transmute um, that was created, you know, through these old um essentially mind control programs and control they do. And so, you know, to clear the um, distortion or like the miasma that we are holding as a result of some pretty dark times is really, you know, very, very important. And, um, so I, I love this conversation about, coming into unification and love and, um, you know, not bypassing anything. I mean, Avatara's story, my story, there's nothing to bypass. It's like learning everything on the path that is available and then discerning, discerning, discerning. And it's a super important time for that. So I can't wait for you to hear this conversation because it really opens up a lot. You know, a couple of years ago, as I was going through a dark night of the soul, and I, you know, like, I was like, please, I know a lot by now, right? <laughs> Honestly. And I was like, no, why are we doing this patriarchal game? Like, why? Um, and then what I started to learn was just, you know, huge. And and that's what we go into. And so that's why I really, really appreciate Avatar as a leader in this area. And Avatar, thank you for saying yes to the interview and um, for taking the time. I do want to share for listeners um, two offers that are coming out of Embodied Breath right now. If you are listening to this as it is releasing um, right around the time of this election in the U.S., um, the great the great crumbling, uh, if you will, while we are all, you know, looking for, well, where do I align? Uh, we align to the truth of who we are, and we align to the Christ codes, um, the, the masculine-feminine balanced, the Sophia Christ, um, which we're going to talk about today. And so this morning, as I'm recording this, when I woke up before the sun, well before the sun, I was instructed to hold a meditation series um, for all humans, for anyone, the week leading up to what will be the election day. Um, So we begin that last week of October and we will be um, anchoring in, we will be experiencing um, the divine mother um, codes that are here and available now. Um, I've been guided to hold space for that. So you can go to sarahpoet.com and um, right there on the homepage, there will be a little link to register and then I will make sure that you have the link. It'll be a six-day series, and it's totally free. And the other thing that I want to share with you is that I am doing one-on-one sessions. I call them truth sessions because we're all coming, you know, with our own scenario and our own um, present moment sort of circumstances on our path. But I have been um, working with 
some architecture, some grid architecture in the human blueprint that, um, as I learned more about what I was seeing, you know, it's some of these Christic blueprints. Um, and so my sessions have always definitely integrated, you know, the energy work and, and the sacred um, and the guides. Mostly, though, you know, we're going to we're going to go through in through your personal activation. So whatever is activated right now for you. Um, and then we're going to assist you in bringing more of yourself online. Um, and it's super, just super important time for that, that we stand in the truth of who we are, that we stand in this um, core aligned architecture of the truth of who we are. And so you can go to sarahpoet.com backslash book and um, and schedule your one-time session there and then if you want to do longer work we can um, but those are the things that wanted to be said today to update you um, yeah just sending so much love and so much appreciation for avatara being here today and for you all being here today um, this is a really really important conversation and avatar's work is very very important in the world in my opinion so thank you for being here thank you for listening and um many many blessings on your awakening and ascension path hello avatar welcome to the sacred remembering podcast hello beloved thank you for having me I am really looking forward to today's interview. I have been for quite a while and just trusting divine timing. So we're recording the end of September and this will come out about one month from now um, Mm -hmm. toward the end of October. But um, why don't you introduce us to you um, to begin? Hello, everyone. I am Avatara Ananda. I'm a Heroes Gamma's alchemist, I'm a polarity, and a polarity integrator. And so what this means is that I am here on this planet to integrate the polarized forces into neutral awareness, into neutrality, and then guide others to be able to do the same. And once we are able to do so, the distorted timelines and realities no longer have energy to sustain themselves with. And then we are able to direct our creative life force and our creative energies in the direction of what is referred to as a crystal spiral of eternal life. And this means that we will be building the ascending timeline together from that space. Beautiful. So when did you know that this was your path? Well, my awakening was very spontaneous, and um, it was not a fun one. It was not about me. It wasn't for me. I started really feeling all the pain of the collective in my Mm. body, Mm. and uh, I became aware of what has been being done to animals and humans, and I was completely heartbroken, and uh, I was looking deeper and deeper and studying and then I could not bear anymore the fact that there was nothing I could do. It's not something that I was able to 
to fix. It's not something that I was able to help in any tangible way, although I've been an animal activist from the young age. Mm. And so I started seeking something else and I was actually suicidal for a while and I was extremely enraged and I knew suicide was not an option, but I was literally, I was seeing just all of the the videos and everything of humans with what they're doing to animals. And, you know, I learned about, you know, the trafficking of humans and all of that. And I just, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't deal with it. I could, my consciousness, my psyche, my, my being was in complete shock and Mm -hmm. I didn't want to be here anymore. But then I also understood that suicide is not an option. I had cats at the time, you know, I have a family. And then I also knew deep down that that's just not going to be an option. And then I started studying. Okay. So what do I do? How, what do I do? How do I get out of here? You know, I knew that this realm was not created. This is not what God created. God did not create these atrocities. And so I found my path through first, I, I started having hallucinations. I was waking up and seeing snakes on my ceiling, and I thought that I had brain tumor. Hmm. And so that led me to start to work with crystals and like EMF protection. And, you know, I found out brain tumors can be caused by the EMFs. And, um, you know, I did that, and then I ran diagnostics on myself, whether I was schizophrenic or not. So I went, you know, I made sure to go and look into every single direction what was happening to me. Yeah. And I started working with crystals. My first one was Moldavite. And the moment I put it on, I started feeling dizzy and just stuff started feeling. I, I actually felt it. And then I put it back in the car because the first day I, I, I wore it, I was out. I put it back in the trunk and I felt better. I pull over, I put it back on and I feel dizzy. Like, okay, this, this is not just a crystal. This is something is going on. And so then I started waking up more and more and I was guided to do a journey, um, of, of certain, you know, um, out of body kind of experience, which Mm -hmm. I don't really recommend right now. And we'll, we'll discuss maybe later why, Okay. but what happened was I got to understand that I am not this body, that the body is just something that contains me. And in 2000, that was 2011, it was escalating. Okay. 2012, I've experienced so much pain that I couldn't, I just did not want to stay here anymore. Someone, my, my ex showed me a video that I'm not going to say what that was, but it was absolute cruelty. And my, I collapsed and it was for three days I couldn't eat or sleep. And I was just, compl- just collapsed entirely. And then at some point... I journeyed to other realms and I was given a choice to stay there. Mm-hmm. And for this part, this tortured part of the, the tormented, hurt part of the being was given a choice to stay. Like you're tired, you need rest. And so I stayed and um, I woke up in this body as a completely different consciousness in 2012. Okay, so how long was that? I mean, it was a nap. Like you, <laughs> you had an experience and you traveled and then you had the choice and, and you came back within like a day you're saying. Yep. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I have a question about, um, you know, we don't have to go into these atrocities that you're referencing, but I mm-hmm. do want to 
talk about the there there is this energetic that is a reality and it is playing into our lives we don't often realize maybe with our with our conscious mind that it is so once you realized that or I guess maybe as a recommendation for others, what is the integration or like, or the choice point when, when looking around and there's plenty of examples in the world today of things that feel out of alignment or, you know, um, these atrocities. And so, you know, what is a human to do right now? Bring love here. Mm through the body because what happens is when we embody love right and my whole life mission and purpose and the reason why my heart beats and i breathe is to get as many of us as possible to simply embody love and to be able to receive love because when we are doing this what what happens is this love has a very a certain frequency and a actual geometric patterning that Mm-hmm. repairs architecture of consciousness and it, it sends ripple of, it's a, it sends ripples of the, the, those constructs and plasma hydroplasmic living light essences to all others and it pretty much allows the the collective to move into awareness mm. and open up open up the heart and so the more of us that do that, the more chances of us actually securing timelines and time frames and uh, actual territories and realities where we are able to rebuild and rehabilitate the balance harmonics where there is there is balance between all there is no more consumption because the reason for all of these atrocities is consumption people are you know, and non humans and non humans are addicted to consumption because they're that empty. And so when we're able to move from consumption to nourishment, from consumption to creation, that is when we can have a profound effect on all environments around us. So short answer, open up to love Understand, it's not an emotion. Love, is, love does not feel like this high or low. Love is a very neutral, peaceful stillness. So f- come back to that, and that is the very basis of everything. Is that what is called the zero point? Is that what you're referencing? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Okay, so this still point of love, this zero point, this neutrality, um, and then it's like the dark can't reach that. No, it can't because what happens is the dark has the actual um, geometrics and structures that are highly distorted and complex. Okay. And in the presence of that peaceful stillness, anything that comes into it, that peaceful stillness literally dismantles it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They can't. They come in and they can't fit in. Because they have nothing, it has nothing to hook into. It has nothing to, to actually grab. Mm-hmm. And so uh, then likewise, the geometrics of fear would mean that the darkness can inhabit there. Oh, yeah, because it's, 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 it's coming. 
it's his match. He's <laughs> it's actual, you know, it's as it. Right. Okay. Um, so the, the listeners here are pretty used to me talking about like choosing truth, choosing the personal truth, choosing the alignment, the architecture of who we are over the fear, over the collective fear, over the outside programming. And so we're talking about the same thing. Mm-hmm. No, we're talking about mm-hmm. this frequency of love and this is zero point. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So the sacred remembering podcast is for modern women waking up to the truth of who they are. Mm-hmm. And um, so I talk a lot about feminine and masculine and sort of the, the pathway of remembering through these um, through some of the programming that's happened in the patriarchy Mm -hmm. and kind of like waking, waking up to that. But one of the things that I would love to hear you speak on is the solar feminine Christ Mm -hmm. versus like the lunar feminine. Um, Really keeping in mind that, you know, maybe most of the listeners here have never heard of this. Essentially the lunar female is the entrapped Sophianic body, the entrapped conscious, the entrapped essence of mother. Sophia is a sound field of creation. It's not a person. It's not personification of like the feminine. It's an actual sound field. And so the lunar force is, means that that Sophianic being has been entrapped in the first density in the fall, this, fallen realm to now create the distorted matter which is finite and which has a cycle of life and death which is not natural okay so you're talking about like how women cycle with the moon or how women you know identify with with a lunar cycle, you're saying that's this is not natural. This is completely unnatural. There is a there is nothing natural about ovulating also every single month for no reason. Mm. <laughs> this happened for the hybridization programs and the breeding programs when the invasion happened. Okay, so Sophianic entrapment happened when. And, you know, we're going to have to connect many, many dots throughout Mm -hmm. our unveiling, Mm -hmm. right? I am still recollecting bits of pieces of memories, you know, and pieces of the puzzle because it's, it's, you know, um, the history, the human history is really complex Mm -hmm. due due to invasion. And so what happened is uh, parts of Tara, fifth dimensional Tara, fell through explosions on Tara into this density. And this is where we are now. This is not how, this is not a fifth dimensional plane. So parts of the fifth dimensional planet has fallen into here, got reverse inverted, and parts of it got stuck in this radioactive, just fields of matter is just enmeshed. And that is referred to as the lost souls of Tara. So the actual consciousness, the soul of the planet, the planetary soul, the fragments of it got entrapped in matter here. So are you saying that that's earth itself? Yes. Okay. Okay. 
Yeah. And so then we were seated here, humans, in order to rehabilitate this and bring back the, the fragments back into the fifth dimensional bandwidth when the ascension would be possible. Now, that's, that, that's not what we're doing anymore, any longer because the fifth dimension has been hijacked also. Okay, so it's important. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, okay. very unf- it's very unfortunate. Yeah, the, okay. we're dealing with all of these fallen angelics and everything that, that are running around and they're doing all kinds of just insane stuff. And they've okay. taken over. We're repairing the fifth dimensional Tara. And there are going to be safe places of fifth dimensional bandwidth for those who, com- who are hosted out of this, you know, um, this density to continue their ascension, they're going to be hosted on different planets of fifth dimensional bandwidth so they can continue their biogenesis, which is DNA rehabilitation. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so what is happening right now is that the lunar female is the entrapped Sophianic body that is trapped in the first density dimensions one through four. Okay. Solar female is the one that is connected to the son of God that is the embodiment of the 12 dimensional consciousness and beyond. Wonderful. So, and the equal of the solar masculine. Yeah. Right. The same thing. The female is a sound field. The Mm -hmm. masculine is that which is conscious of it. Mm -hmm. Right. It's, right. They want absolutely one being. One They're thing. one. Yes. Yeah. Right. So as we are craving feminine masculine balance, this is what we are actually craving. Yeah. We're, it's, it's actually the deepest longing to return to eternal life. We're, these bodies we're in, we are in, this is not a human body. That is the most shocking thing for someone to understand. You know, but once at mm. least once we understand that, then we can be more patient. Then there's no more insecurities about the body because the bodies have been damaged on a DNA level. They're malfunctioning. They're aging. They're losing hair. They're doing all, you know, they're just doing all (laughs) kinds of stuff, right? And so then when a person identifies with it and thinks that this is what's happening to me, this is devastating. But when we know we fell into this density, you're in a suit now with the DNA that is damaged. Now we can just rehabilitate it. And then after you shed this particular vessel, which you call the body, you're going to go into the different stage of development if this is your choice. And then you're going to rehabilitate later on to be in, in a less dense form. In a natural state of being, there is no aging and dying like decomposing flesh. What we do is we elevate the, the actual oscillation of the of our energy of atoms and spins so fast that they literally go into the next expression of itself. But there's no death. Mm. Okay. So the, is every human that's on the planet right now a volunteer to help raise the consciousness of the planet? No, no. Okay. Okay. So just because you're here, doesn't mean that that's the mission. That's a very cute story. (laughs) It's a a part of the false ascension matrix because when you romanticize something, then then you'll start accepting all kinds of atrocities as the divine and divine. Everything is as planned. No, it's not. Ah, right. (laughs) No, it's not. Right. We did not plan on being invaded. 
Okay. Well, let's go to, I want to go back to the invasion and have you explain that. And then I want to go back to the the siphoning of the feminine. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So we've got, let's just call them our ex friends that went insane. Okay. Because at some point, everyone was Christic, everything was in alignment, and then something happened where Christic consciousness turned consumptive, which is referred to anti-Christic. But mm. it's just in, in reverse, right? Mm-hmm. And so then, these beings, as we were seated here, raided our tribes and started getting into our DNA in order to have access to it for various reasons, because they don't hold the creation code anymore. When you go consumption, consumptive, you don't hold creation code anymore. That mm. means you have to feed on someone else's. So when they, they came in, they started hybridizing with humans. And what did that look like? That looked like coming in, raiding the tribes, killing off the men in various ways, sometimes, most of the times, including humiliation before the death. And then they would take the females, especially the highest coded ones as breeders to mate with their race, to get their DNA merged with our DNA so that they can eventually have access to all of our code. Mm -hmm. So that's what happened. And part of the Sophianic entrapment is this consciousness that fell from the heart of God rejected the soul and decided to function and create outside of the universal laws of eternal life. Okay. I need you to say that again. The feminine, it, the, the fallen feminine decided that, or it was decided no. for the, it's not the fallen feminine that decided okay. it's, okay. The, it's the consciousness. Okay. we we'll, we call it the masculine, but it's, 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 I mean, it's, it, where we are with our little English and the rest yeah. of the languages, it's very confusing. These languages were actually designed to confuse. Mm-hmm. All right. If you look at the little uh, satanic ritual abuse book called the Old Testament, mm. uh, it's, it's an actual manual for satanic ritual abuse and they call it Christianity. Mm. And so when you look at it, it says Yahweh, the God scattered the fire letters, the letters in humans' DNA, so they can no longer communicate with each other. That was their punishment. Mm. Okay? And so then we were given written languages. Prior to this, we were all telepathic. Yeah. And telepathy is the most natural thing for humans, and it's not, there's nothing special about it. It's, it's the same thing as you, you have the eyesight. When your DNA is on, you're telepathic. Mm. And so what happened is, we're not going to understand it in English. And so who... Who invaded us is the damaged architecture of consciousness that then started leaking its energy. So it's no longer generating any plasma, true one. It does not, is not generating any, only love can generate. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so they went from generate, organize, deliver God abbreviation (laughs) to organize, deliver. Mm-hmm. But they're needing to now plug into someone else's generator. Right. And that's the lunar female. We're literally all of the fe- the females on our planet have been supporting this distorted creation. Right. And all female in our being is enslaved to keep 
serving the craziest, the debt system, the, the consumption system, all of this ego-driven stuff, then that is the true patriarchy, is the submission of the creation code, of the actual essence to separation consciousness. That was so succinct. I <laughs> Thank you. Because my next question was, so that's patriarchy. That's yep. what patriarchy is. Yeah. Right. But, but explaining it this way is so important because I, we're also entrapped and running these programs of like, well, men did this to us. And then, you know, like women are pointing fingers at men. Like how many women are shouting narcissism right now about the men? And it's like, oh my God, just come back to love and drop the distortion. But, mm. you know, on a trauma path that, that takes a while. Well, let's, let's take a look at it. Okay. So when we do not understand something, how it operates and works, we're afraid of it because we don't know how to be free from it. You can only be free from something when you're fully comprehending it. Right. And so, of course, women are going to be screaming narcissist at a man because he's coming in and using lies and deceit and everything just to get her to open up to him. But all he's doing is carrying out the function of the distorted matrix. There is no one to blame. What is called for is the recognition of the mechanics of the distortion and the mechanics of the consciousness harvesting matrix. And this is what I focus on because when you understand how it operates, there is no longer fear. There is compassion, but it doesn't mean, oh, I, you're so cute. I'm so compassionate. Let me just continue feeding you. No, it means, okay. So if you're not choosing truly, genuinely to come back to love, but even if you're saying you are, but you're not choosing it, now I understand that you are running on the deceiver pro, uh, protocols and, you know, program. And so now you have to face within yourself, right? I'm talking to, to all who are listening to this, right? Mm-hmm. Which part of you, which part of us wants to be deceived? Right. Because we want to see what we want to see. We want to have what we want to have. And we, we want it to be fast food and delivery service <laughs> and all of this instead of going to God. We want it here now because we're stuck in time. Because when the 12-dimensional Stargate on Lyra was destroyed during the Orion Wars, that was billions of years ago, millions, I think, I don't know, time. Our whole entire <laughs> universal time matrix, 11 dimension down, we're stuck in time. Okay, let's say more about that. Time is just is such a fascination for me right now. And you know, there's like so many things happening with timelines that I don't even know. So yeah, talk to us about time. Time is a tricky one. <laughs> when I'm still not understanding it clearly because it makes absolutely no sense to me. Because it's linear. Time is not linear. Right. Naturally. Within our realm, because we're here in dimension one to four, okay? Time is linear. That's why I'm young, I'm old. When are you gonna do this? When am I gonna do this? Right? Right. <laughs> you go higher up. Time moves in different dimensions and then there are vectors, right? And you jump from one place to the next. There is no aging or none of that. There's not, there is none of that. It's literally time travel where you can go from one space to the next and uh, experience yourself in different timelines, in a different kind of um, 
manifestation of time. For example, naturally, if you come from source and you start traveling down dimensionally downwards, the time is going to be slowed down. Mm-hmm. Or, or sped up or slowed. It's, it's different. Okay, so let's say when you go all the way up, right? Mm-hmm. So what's happening right now, when you look at this whole thing, what's happening on this planet from the 12-dimensional perception, you're, to you, it's an hour. But to us, that's going to be billions of years. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, you're, you're viewing it from the place of pre-matter forms, ascended master realms. You're not even seeing it. It's just a process. And then you, what you're looking at, time is the current of the process. So that makes sense. So when people say we're jumping timelines, yeah, yeah. Is is the earth Well, basically, is, is the earth on an ascension timeline? Is yeah. time speeding up? Yeah, but we have also the descending timeline here, unfortunately. Okay. Okay. So two are yeah. like they're carrying out all at the same time because it's all uh, simultaneous. Uh-huh. Okay. Yep. Yeah, yeah. We already have set timelines, multiple of them set uh, and created in the future timelines and and in what is called, I wouldn't call it the past, but in the future timelines, there is already the ascended earth plane because it's already been dreamt, it's already been created. On the other hand, there is a phantom um, timeline also where, you know, most of this mainstream music and videos and like all of this just grotesque consumptive stuff that is posing as love a lot of it is going into the phantoms and then it's going to be sealed off completely from any kind of sustenance of source and it's just going to go into the black hole and then exist there for billions of years sometimes until it consumes itself okay including souls that choose that path yep okay all right so what are some you just kind of mentioned it but like how could someone discern, mm-hmm. you know, when, when, I mean, people are waking up all over the place. So how, how can they discern, okay, this is God consciousness. This mm-hmm. is something else. God consciousness feels like eternal life. It feels peacefully still. It feels open. It doesn't feel like high or low. Mm. Okay, so a lot of this stuff is still promoting some kind of highs and pleasure, pleasure, pleasure. And the true God, it's, it feels like it's, it's, it's eternal bliss. It's just pure, uh, genuine openness. And imagine a breathing symphony mm. of mm-hmm. just, it's, um, it's such a balanced harmony. It's, it's, it's a harmonious symphony that is breathing and that is aware of itself, that it, it just keeps per, uh, perpetually creating itself and shifting and morphing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. God. Right. It's this, yeah, this, this merging of the mother-father, mother-father God. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know, I guess, you know, in terms of my timeline a few months ago, masculine and feminine sort of like ceased to exist and there was this mother mother father god you know and it was, mm-hmm. it was like a it's a feeling 
It's Mm -hmm. what you're describing. Okay. So I want to talk about, this is really sparking something that I've just kind of been like, oh, this isn't sitting right. So, you know, in the reclamation process of a woman reclaiming both feminine and masculine, and based on what you've already said, we can see that that lunar empowerment is is a false empowerment for the most Mm -hmm. part. Yeah. Okay. And then there's a lot of talk right now about something called high masculine and women talking about um, being penetrated by the high masculine. And I would, have you heard this? Yeah, there are a couple, there are a couple of um, developments in that realm. Uh, Some of it is actually summoning Dracos. And uh, they're actually summoning the the Luciferian consciousness. Wow! Wow! Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, when I heard it, it, it was alluring. like a no in my system. It was like a no. And concerning, concernedly, if that's a word, you know, it's like there are very, very beautiful, intelligent women, in my judgment, getting mixed up in this, and and it feels um, concerning to me, dangerous. Yeah. To me. Yeah. Metatronic code feels exhilarating. It feels, mm-hmm. it's important to understand devil or whatever you want to call it, darkness. It's not going to show up and look ugly. It is, aller- it's alluring. It smells good on the surface. It looks good. It's stylish. It's extra- highly sophisticated. It knows how to give you immense pleasure, all of that. But that's where the purity if it, whatever purity within that exists is going to actually be clear on what is what, because true love feels really, it feels really stable. If there is none of this ego play, it's not whenever you see domination and submission, be careful Mm. because I've been in, you know, I never gone there all the way, but you know, I've been in the, when you feel alone and you're waking up and people like submit to the masculine, this and that, I'll go, oh, well, yeah. Well, the thing is I am naturally submitted, not because submission, I trust my beloved. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not, it's, it, there is no charge. That's the thing. Whenever you're seeing the charge of polarities being promoted, right. And these females mm-hmm. are all just trying to lure the masculine in and then for him to penetrate her and to feed him whatever, feed her his essence and whatever that. Basically, if you really want to understand it, be careful doing it, but study Aleister Crowley's material. Because mm. okay. that's a similar thing. That's, that's a left-hand path. That's Luciferic path. That is very similar to Christic. And that's the... That's the thing mm-hmm. about reversals. It the words sometimes are the same, but the the tone underneath feels like pure perversion. Mm. Mm. I've been seeing you write about Alistair Crowley, but I haven't looked it up yet, and I will. Um, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, I was just gonna say, you know, and there, there's this path of reclamation, right? Or I'm I'm sort of writing about that a little bit more, and kind of like trying to speak to that because again, so many women waking up and, um, you know, in terms of like the wanting the penetration from the masculine, I think there's a part of the path of 
healing trauma in the body related to the masculine where like if Mm -hmm. the woman if the woman can stay conscious of not losing herself in that submission or something there there there's some healing and embodiment um in my opinion that that can um occur within like those playing with the polarities but to submit completely to the polarity would you agree like that there's a difference there Absolutely yes. Uh, how sensitive is your audience? I can I I can clarify this right now. It's just not comfortable. Um, you're welcome to say anything you want. I mark these explicit, and I you know I think okay. whoever finds it is meant to find it. So majority of females on this planet are used to the energy of rape mm-hmm. and domination to the point that it becomes exciting. Mm. To the point where that refined energy of being devoured feels orgasmic. This is also the reason why females fantasize secretly about being dominated and get very aroused by it. This is also the reason many females enjoy being ravished like something lower than the male. Mm -hmm. Because that is unresolved rape energy mm. being still in the body. That is not the high masculine that they're connecting to. Mm. That's so a Draco. That, okay. So that search is like incessant. I mean, if you're on that path and you're looking for empowerment through the penetration of the high masculine, mm. it's continued disempowerment. Right. The high masculine is not the high masculine is father. God, I'm reading some of this stuff and, Oh, the high masculine makes you wet. And he wants you to embrace every single kink. No, the high masculine wants you to face every single thing where you're traumatized. So you can move into non, non, uh, uh, to the neutralized polarity, neutralized zero points. So you can truly experience true love. Right. Right. The true Christ consciousness. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I see this. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're just, we're so desperately, I'm speaking, we collectively, we're so desperately searching for the return of the solar feminine and, you know, of mother, father, God into this unity, into the Christic consciousness. Um, and, and we're just searching, searching, searching. So, I mean, again, thank you for this conversation because it's laying out there like, (laughs) no, this is what's happening. Um, so I'd love to talk a little bit more about, um, concepts such as soulmates and finding the one and twin flames and sort of Mm -hmm. what's going down there, because I don't know, I think I may have heard that you had like a, and that was a part of your awakening. It was certainly part of mine. Yeah, we're going to get trapped into those notions. The thing is, though, um, it can be very uncomfortable. Like I said, I'm a polarity integrator. This means that my polarity would go into the extreme polarity of the opposite of love Mm. so Mm. that I can understand it. It's part of my mission here. And so it was really challenging. True twin flames is not a fifth dimensional thing. It's a a seven, eight dimensional beginning. It's monadic consciousness. And so Mm. true twin flames is, is a very challenging thing to integrate. And with a twin, with a true genuine twin, you know, it's a twin 
when you go completely neutral, you're neutralizing your inner polarity. And this is where I come in because that's what I teach. I'm just now understanding. It's like, oh my God, it makes perfect sense. So mm. when you in, in integrate that polarity, you're no longer in that romantic, in that charge of, oh, the masculine this, and I want to be penetrated by him. Mm. All this great, crazy. It's, it feels like a charge. There's a lot of charge in it. When you go completely neutral of, I'm, I'm taking you in, you are me. It's not, the twin is not outside. A lot of these teachings are based on bi-wave vesica Pisces mm-hmm. structures where you continuously looking at it if it's, uh, if it's outside of you. True twin flames, you don't have a twin. That thing is you. Right. Right? And so when you go neutral, there is no more creative potential for excessive timelines and they start collapsing. That's the true twin. The soulmate is different. The soulmate is just another soul that maybe even a part of you, the soul family, that you come together. And with the soulmate, you can even reason mentally. You can like negotiate, stuff like that. Not with a twin ever. Say more about that. So with a soulmate, you you know, you can, like there's a reason why you're on, on the path. Like you're able to kind of like get the lesson or something. Yeah, you can also talk to a soulmate like, you know, this this hurts me and, you know, let's can we just see if we can communicate clearly? You can do uh-huh. that. With a twin, no. Because if your energy is not aligned within yourself, your twin, because it's you, is going to do what your energy is doing. Uh, and just reflect it. Yep. Yeah. Every single day, insecurity, instability is going to go play it out. It's the create, oh my God. It's absolutely, it's horrific. So, okay. What happens like, so in the human, um, walk in this this human suit, like, do we often encounter the twin and then it combusts because we're like not ready for it? So what happens is polarity activates. Okay. And then, and then we have to neutralize the polarity within, bring it into the zero point, because okay. that's the soul. That is the actual twin flame essence. Everything else is the damage of polarities. That's mm. the victim, victimizer, the you abandoned me, oh my God, loss, trauma, all of that. That activates. And the true twin flames can only come together when those polarities are neutralized. Mm. pain body is neutralized so is that happening more on the planet now or like Mm. or do you see that happening more in the near future oh that's happening it's happening it's happening and the thing is though we've got so confused because we identified the twin flame with this physical lower aspect of someone's higher you know someone's whole self that's been stuck in this density and being literally reversed and everything it's just one piece of a puzzle right and so instead of focusing on that we should have all went and completely embodied the higher dimensional code but here's the thing though in order for us to do this we had to understand the reversal because in order to collect that lower aspect out of the consciousness harvesting grids we have to go after it and then reverse engineer it 
Right. Yeah. We have to get conscious about it. Yeah. So the thing is though, like a lot of these people that are saying, oh, it was all a play of love, especially people channeling Archangel Michael. Those are all archons they're channeling and imposter spirits. Oh, the twin flames. It was all a part of the play. Everything is divine. No, that's not divine. This, a lot of the trauma in the twins is literally the, the result of satanic ritual abuse of humanity for thousands of years. Is it the soul looking for the reconciliation? It's like this, that's how I kind of see it. It's like my soul got involved with some of that stuff, but it all led home. It led to the Christic integration. So yeah. I, I see those relationships that once I thought they were something else as that like reflect, almost like a ping pong ball or something that like yes. kept honing me back. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah. It's a consciousness harvesting matrix. That if you're on a twin flame journey, buckle up because you're not going to be let out until you collect your consciousness right out of the consciousness harvesting grids. That means it cannot pull you anymore. That means no matter what the program twin, you know, whatever is doing, you're not triggered into leaving your post and moving into these <laughs> false timelines. You're just staying there like, okay. That's not even a twin. They're hypnotized. Right. Right. Mm. Yeah. It's a mm. trauma. It's a trauma bond. It's, it's like, um, it's two dim- lower dimensional aspects of people that are stuck with each other. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And, and so though, do you, do you say that those contracts are made, um, like before, before you come in? No, this is another. No, that's, an, okay. that's another thing. Okay. Yeah. There, there are such things as contracts. For example, Indigo 3 is a contract. Polarity Integrator is, a, is, is almost like, that's just a word though. That's just someone volunteering to go in and do this. Like I actually volunteered to go and integrate the lower, really low consciousness with high consciousness. But this was for me then to be able to convey this and relay this knowledge from my own experience to someone else so that we can do this collectively. Right. Right. But this whole thing, you don't have a contract with your twin. Like what? How do you you have have a contract with other people? You do sometimes. Okay. Sometimes, but never with a twin. How are you going to have a contract with yourself? Okay. (laughs) You know, it's like twins have been disconnected, separated for four all of this time. And they're just trying to come in and, and, repair the damaged architecture of consciousness and so that's that's where we have to come back to god because we know that 11 dimensions of our time matrix have been damaged and we're all repairing it now we have beings from a different universe trying to help us right not trying helping us yeah like multiple multiple beings from from multiple yeah places yeah Yeah. oh my god we have literally everyone is here right now to help assist us and uh, this is this is another thing with the females right now that are posting oh you know embrace your darkness it's it's, it's oh my god uh, we'll say more about that because that's kind of been it's it's been in my consciousness to look at darkness like we're we're turning toward the dark half of the year there's definitely i mean knowing about some of this sra stuff and and actually having it like in in my lineages, 
um, and, and coming to realize that. And then, so there's a part of me that's like, I don't know, um, struggling to know like how to look at the darkness or not. Um, you know, at the time of this recording, I think that's like my biggest, most alive lesson right now. Uh Um, so yeah, what is going on with, you know, with this darkness, like collective thing? There, there are two ways to understand darkness. One is when you go into it to rehabilitate the architecture and reclaim fallen aspects from that. That means you go into those, you, you hold, you, part of you is held with, by love and your higher aspects. And then you go in and you reach into the phantoms and see where parts of the soul has been fragmented. Some of us are doing this on a collective level and ho- rebu- rehabilitating the whole soul groups and families mm-hmm. through our own self. That's like the orophemes are doing it, the ones that are higher coded indigos and star seeds. Yeah. Yeah. And but, I, that's, that's my lineage. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so we, we go in and we we, re, we actually reclaim it from there. There is another way to go in there and embrace it. That's and, the difference. And, and so then you're aligning with it, you're saying. Then you're embodying it. Then, then yeah. that's where the distorted, you know, sexuality is embodied. And uh, the, it starts, mm-hmm. the, the whole seducer, seductress, uh, archetypes start coming in, these hideous creatures that start looking glamorous, mm. start embodying in the bodies. They're literally letting demons come into their bodies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. some, again, the demons do not look scary. They don't. Most of the right. time they don't. There are some, but the higher level ones are beautiful because they have stole the code the dna from someone else right right that makes a lot of sense yeah right and so this whole thing with the dark eros i'm seeing it because i look i don't even read other people's stuff i state to myself i have a whole team that is helping me to understand what i need to do in the collective that's part of my my mission here mm-hmm. so these people are bringing things up to my attention like ava uh, look what's happening. Look at this. I'm like, oh God, let me see. And I'm looking at it. And the, when it first was brought to my attention, I felt really nauseous. And I was like, what is this? And then it took me one day and I was diving deep. And then I went and I, you know, there were at least like what, eight or nine people that I had to take a look at and trace them all and kind of see what they're tuning into. And I was like, Alistair, is that you? My old mm. friend, like, mm. is this you, Toth? Is that you? Because mm. that's literally this Tothan deception, uh, like higher level reversals, like the some of these um, bloodlines, let's not even call their names, but you know what I'm talking about. They have their lodges mm-hmm. and everything. And mm-hmm. this is what they practice. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And they practice that caduces, spirituality you know the caduces with the two serpents no i don't know that word that is what is used in the medical in our medical industry that Mm. that you look at that thing um with two snakes wrapped around it it's a symbol of like medicine or god knows what it's also Mm -hmm. represented in the baphomet that goat thing 
Mm-hmm. That so, also. Mm-hmm. And well, like, and some, I mean, some sexual, like, you know, Kundalini talks about the two serpents. Is that the same thing you're saying? Yeah, there is a different. Okay. Yeah, that's that's those are two demons. Wow. Okay. <laughs> you know, a lot of knowledge has been so distorted. Our natural Kundalini does have the two energy pathways, right? Uh-huh. And it could be again. That's like it could be distorted in so many ways, right? But when people are practicing all of this, like dark heroes and all of this ego yeah, based, okay. mm-hmm. yeah. That's that's the caduceus, and basically when they go into sexual trance, what they do is, and they're teaching it right now as heroes damos. When I was reading it, I, I was like, "What is happening?" And so what they're teaching is how to de-identify, disassociate from all human uh, identities and everything, which is true and correct, right? But feel the reversal though. And then mm-hmm. they go into the seduction and the dark eros. So what they do is they enter mm-hmm. sexual trance and they let demons into their bodies, multiple of them to make love through their bodies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So for, I know that a lot of my listeners love the Magdalene manuscript. That's also an important book in my path too. So I would say that is not the same thing. That is not the same thing. What is channel? No, 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 no. It's a, there is a difference between true, pure love when you're with, with your beloved and there is absolute trust and absolute adoration of each other. And then what happens to sexual energies is they simply fuse into each other in the most, in just like, Oh my God, I love you. Mm -hmm. Like I, I'm just one with you and it's Mm -hmm. pure. And the color, the colors are just bright, it's 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 a symphony mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yes beautiful yeah. oh my goodness i could talk to you all day but i'm <laughs> looking at the time and i'm like oh my gosh it's almost been an hour so i just want to ask you if there's anything else that's just really um timely that you want to make sure to share before we conclude mm-hmm. it is easy to be taken over by darkness because it will bait and it will, it will play on trauma and ego. And a lot of the times it will play on the disappointment in love. That is why it's important to take the heart straight to God and not to some high masculine God knows what, because when your heart, when you know that your heart is with God, you go beyond time. You stop trying to satisfy immediate cravings, which I know is really hard. When you trust that love is true and you're existing in that every single moment and you're not succumbing for anything less than that, you will be returned to God. Mm. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So you are developing a course. Yeah. 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 And you're, um, you know, everyone can follow you on Instagram. Uh huh. You're always on Instagram, educating, educating all of us. Thank you. Thank and, you. Yeah. And so do you want to talk about your course that's upcoming? Yeah. I'm designing it in a way that allows the recognition of the mechanisms of the consciousness harvesting matrix, Mm -hmm. as long as the recognition of inner 
loathing to actually experience the trauma body in amplified charge, which then can feel ecstatic and it's an addiction. And then the, the course is going to guide one to, to learn how to stabilize in that neutral observer and a neutral witness and to generate and to embody plasma, organic plasma. I'm not talking about certain plasma activation right now that is being offered in the collective by certain someone that I'm not going to mention the name. I don't resonate with that for my own reasons, but it's an actual, basically the whole process, the whole course is about choosing true purity of presence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. And when does that begin? Do you know? You know, I'm feeling I need around a month and a half to, to get this going, maybe two months. Mm-hmm. I just up, uploaded a whole other layer and a whole other um, body of Christic code that is coming from a different universe. Mm. And uh, be- because, you know, it's, it's literally helping us to rehabilitate our uh, code. And mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm processing it and then I'm going to just package it up and I'm launching it. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So this will be out before you launch that, but, um, avatar Ananda on Instagram. Uh-huh. And thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you immensely. Yes, you too. All right. Till we connect next time. Yes, absolutely. Bye. Uh Take care. Bye-bye. This is Sarah Poet of Embodied Breath, and thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'm curious, what was your biggest takeaway? Remember that you are not alone on the sacred path, and women are rising now together. You can visit my website, sarahpoet.com for more tools and inspiration to support your sacred remembering path. Please be sure to check the show notes, subscribe to this podcast, share with a friend, and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. I love to hear from you. Stay connected, and here's to your path of sacred remembering.